Blue Wire. Welcome to Random Exit Podcasting. This is episode 21. My name is Ricky Riconia Richard. Don't ever call me that. Smith. I am here with my uh, amazing uh, host, Angel Gray. Hello, Ricky Riconia Ricky Smith. I'm glad you didn't say that name. Uh, we have some special <laughs> guests with us today. We have my buddy Will. What's going on, Ricky? How are you? I'm good. And we have AP. How are we doing? Um, we're going to get right to it real quick because Angel is not in the building. Um, she travels a lot and I am a, uh, I love myself and I care about myself and I want to make sure Angel, not that she has anything, but I want to make sure she doesn't have anything. So we're making sure Angel is calling in on this episode. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that because honestly, um, I've been there and you don't sanitize well. So I was like, you know, let me put myself in a situation where uh, I can be safe. And um, Ricky, you 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 were sick a few times a lot recently, so. yeah. And Ricky has also spent his last his last direct deposit on new equipment. So. I did, I did, I did. I actually, uh, I'm actually will be eating hand sanitizer for a week. Uh, but no, Angel, I don't want to hold you long. You had a big week. I would like you to speak on that real quick. But then also the changes that's going on with you and. The NBA and just sports in particular with the virus, uh, he, let's just call it what it is, that's kind of taking over everything right now. Yeah, it's, and it seems like it's kind of happening so fast. So it's like we're just trying to play catch up almost like almost a shock. And um, you're just kind of reacting to a lot of different things. Um, I think, what is this, like a week where we've really been, okay, this is a serious thing that hits home, right? So we've seen it out overseas and you're like, wow, what's going on over there? And then people that are trying to get in. But then when it starts dealing with your job, you're like, okay, so this is affecting us like right here. And it becomes a little bit more real. I'm not saying it wasn't real before, but it just, it just kind of affects you and your, your daily routine a little bit differently. So um, at the last home game, uh, it was very interesting just seeing the kids that usually come down for autographs even or the fans that would get things signed and wait for them in the tunnel. You know, the security was like, hey, guys, you got to go back up to your seat. None of that anymore. The kids that would come down to, you know, create a tunnel, even for the, the, the players coming out on the floor, that was crap. So you just see things like that starting to happen, and you're like, wow, well, that, that sucks for the fans and the experience. And that's one day. You leave the next day, and then you hear about the, the call that happens on a Monday that automatically – um, that day too, like a Tuesday, I believe it was now you cannot be within a certain amount of, you know, feet from anybody, any team personnel. So automatically, and the thing is like, we're on the plane and before we could get off, you know, our security detail says, Hey, you guys stay on the, on the plane until we can sanitize both the media and the player bus. They're like, Oh, okay, cool. I'm going to take proper precautions. Then we get to the hotel and it's a Purell station, like in the lobby where everybody is, you know, making sure that they sanitize lines in the bathroom to wash hands is a little bit longer. You go into the hotel hand sanitizer on the nightstand. And it's just like, okay, now you're becoming a little bit more aware, but then that's just daily routine because you see everybody else doing it. But then at work, now we can no longer stand next to coach. He has to be six to eight feet away from us. And we're like, screaming our questions at him, right? 
Um, that goes for players and anybody else that's around the team. So it's just changing rapidly. Like I know that I just going over to the game from the hotel to the game, uh, which took 10 minutes. We had new mandates that went out as far as like what we could and could not do. So while I'm preparing for a game that is usually, you know, doing a interview with coach pregame or doing pregame uh, with players or going into the locker room and getting information, that is all scrapped as soon as we get off the bus. So it becomes, okay, you no longer are doing pregame. You cannot do the walk-off um, at halftime. Or if you win, you cannot be in, you know, six to eight feet from the player. So this, is, this, is even, this is even on the court, the interviews you do, correct? Yeah, that's, that's period. Like, you won't see that um, for a substantial amount of time until they can understand what's going on. Isn't that... So even, too, for me, halftime with coaches, I can't even do that. It's more like, a, okay, you keep your distance, put a walk and talk in the hallway, and then I have to now just do a recap of what I talked about. Angel, yeah, I can't stand next to them with a the mic. So Will doesn't know this. He's, he's a guest. But I'm going to use one of our swears right here. Ain't that some shit? Angel, the Cavs finally start winning. They're having a great time. New coach. And I love seeing your post-game interviews. Kevin Love is happy again. They're running around and whatever. And the whole world just came to an end. You can't even do interviews. You got to do it with a boom mic. Exactly. And which is stupid in itself. So I'm like, wait a minute. Can I wear sweatpants? Like, what's the, what's the, what's the word? Oh. And so, like, that changes things. Um, but to be quite frank, like, I don't even know. If we're going to have the rest of the season. So Bump's not asking questions. We might not have games. Now, I know they've been talking about not even um, allowing fans. And for some teams, they have already gone to that length of saying no one can be in the stands. That's not just the NBA. We're dealing with it right here in Cleveland with the MAC tournament, right? Right, right. So, um, and not just with the MAC tournament, NCAA tournament. Now it's just family and close friends, you know, to the team. So. I, think, I think they should actually add – Five fans per team. Like the teams get to pick five fans each, and let them just just cheer. All just, different yeah, yeah, different yeah. section. They just Nobody's next to each yeah, other. Yeah, you just thug it out. Like your goal <laughs> is to pack. Do what you can. Like, how do you pick that fan? Like no, nah, you would know the super. The whoever came to all the games, the super fan. They have a lottery. American. And you got to cheer. Yeah, you, you got to be out there just <laughs> represent that five. If you get kicked out one of the games, you're down to four. Like you got to. It's got to be like the fans have to also get a vote in. In the tournament, like you get five extra points if your fans are doing hot stuff. But well, I might have to put my name in the hat because if we don't, <laughs> if we are doing, it, I might have to cheer for Florida State. Now, Angel, I got two more things. I don't, I don't want to hold you, and uh, I hate to make this public, but um, if your job is in kind of not jeopardy, but you do, do you need a loan? Because I got you. <laughs> I may too, okay. and if okay. it's just, yeah, if this is something. We can and talk my about, second thing: do you, do you have toilet paper? <laughs> you got extra toilet paper. I, that's another thing I found out about today. I'm like, what? So, so she better be stealing us. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what's crazy about that. Actually, money. everyone's making jokes about why people have so much toilet paper, and I actually know why. Um, during nine eleven, okay. During nine eleven, uh, people in Cleveland. Ate, well, I don't. You might not be there, AP. Were you here? Well, yeah. One of the planes actually turned around. Um, remember, there was, a, there was another plane that crashed in like Pittsburgh or uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, Pennsylvania. It actually yeah. turned around in Cleveland. And so downtown Cleveland was actually on a lockdown. I remember that, yep. I lived downtown at what? the time. Yeah, downtown Cleveland was on a lockdown. And I was in my apartment in downtown Cleveland. And if you're in a lockdown, you're locked down. So whatever you're locked in with is what you're locked in with. And um, 
It was three days, and I was, I'm a man, I'm a bachelor. I could already see the cardboard through the paper. <laughs> oh, no. And, uh... <laughs> Let's just say I had to shower every time I had to go to the restroom. Yeah. Sticky fingers. Yeah. They got the little little work thing so on the side of the bathroom. Everyone's, the days. everyone's yeah, making days. everyone's making jokes about people. Toilet paper. You better believe I got a case of toilet paper because they will not catch me. I'm running short. Mm, that's your fault. No well, joke. the thing is, I'm on the road for the next two weeks, so if I can just pack that in a carry on. <laughs> Then I think I'll be set because the hotels, <laughs> mm, they okay. have to, they have mm. to supply it. They don't have to do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm out of those. But if they are supplying it, you better grab bags yeah, full get, of it get, because you're going to be with gold. Man, put that on, on the eBay. Black market. Sell it on the black market. Yeah. Chocolate milk. Sell the paper. <laughs> Angel, watch your diet. <laughs> no apple juice. Anyway, thank right. you so much, Angel. Uh, I wanted to, to shout you out as well. I know you had an amazing week, Will. Uh, saw what you did. Do you, I'll give you one minute to, to, Will, you can tell the people how great Angel was. Yeah, I'm I was, not doing it. I was, I was a little bummed out that I didn't get to actually meet you in person, Angel. I just had to say, amazing job on International Women's Day when you got to jump in the booth with uh, John Michael in Austin. You did a hell of a job. I mean, really, really, really good. It was uh, it was very impressive. It was fun to watch. That, like, seriously, that means the world to me. Um, I've already talked to Ricky's parents, which makes this a whole situation where it becomes real. I think your mom might <laughs> have prayed over me, and your dad actually spoke to me for the first time. And they're they're listening right now, but thank you so much, Angel B. All jokes aside, though, all jokes aside, please be safe. You're the first person I thought about. Um, Over, overwash, overwash. It's okay having ashy hands. And I'll bring back toilet paper for all the. No, 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 no. It's gonna have viruses on it. Yeah, don't bring nothing back. Yeah, don't bring a damn thing back. Bring me all the toilet paper. Yeah, okay. I'll be like Scrooge McDuck swimming in toilet paper. Angel's great, ladies and gentlemen. Love those sound effects, oh, man. Look, <laughs> so I'm gonna transition uh, real quick because we uh, we have a physician um, that uh, oh we're new to this. Oh, oh there's music too. <laughs> see, Rick, here's the thing that people don't see is that Ricky got a new toy in here. Yeah. <laughs> he can take calls and play music, and he's going to use every damn feature well, of this know, thing. I don't know. All of them go at once. Man, the look on your face when that music came on was just pure panic. Like, um, so, no, we, he thought he left that incognito tab. I didn't know what was going on, bro. I, I was like, uh, who's singing to me? Um, no, so right, right now, real quick, we have a physician that we're going to call. Um, who I know pretty, pretty well, uh, knows me pretty well. They just ask some dumb questions. I'll be yeah. honest, they're dumb to me, but I have dumb questions about the coronavirus. And if you guys don't mind, well, because um, I, I pay money to be able to call people. So we're going to call this person real quick. But you were talking about ashy hands earlier. I'm, you, you, you have ashy But I feel like ash, ashy hands is what you need to show people it's to let them know. Of yeah, like, hey, I'm out here washing clean. my hands. Look. Yeah. <laughs> Your hands moisturized. Hello? Hey. Hey, uh, caller? Hi, this is Dr. Rita Beck. Can you hear us? Yes. All right. So uh, I didn't tell the listeners yet. This isn't live, so it's okay. We can edit as well. Uh, we're on Rita with Will Burge, uh, who is uh, new to the podcast. He's a uh, guest. And AP, who is a friend of mine. I think you met AP before. But to figure guys in, this is a doctor, one of the um, 
most important doctors I know, one of the most special doctors I know, one of the, um, she's the forefront of everything doctorism. Uh, Dr. Rise, uh, she, uh, I've known her literally my whole life. Um, she's been, helped our family out a lot of times when we've been needing things. Um, she's also my sister. Nice. Yeah. Down in Atlanta, ATL. Hold on. We got sound effects, Rita. Dr. Rita Beckford. Rita, this is when you talk. Hey, how are you? (laughs) We're good. We're good. We're good. Um, So I just had some really dumb questions about coronavirus. Okay, go ahead. Next one over. Turn to there you go. Oh, there you go. Rita, we got some new toys. I'm just learning how to talk. Talk again, Rita. Yeah. Okay. There we go. So we have. Do you guys have any questions off the bat about Corona for the doctor? I just. You know everything. I don't know anything. But you don't want to know nothing. So Rita, for your AP who's talking around, he's kind of millennial of the group. He's just like, hey, what is what it is? I'll figure it out when I figure it out. Is that you have yeah, no questions? Pretty much spot on. So you don't know anything about coronavirus. And you don't want to know anything about it. No, I'm good. <laughs> I, okay. I have, I have I'm a question. Right. Okay, I'm gonna throw it the wheel. So I have, I have a, I have an 11 year old son, and he goes to yeah. he goes to his petri dish every single day, with all those mm-hmm. other snot nosed little kids, and they're everybody's saying that they're that it doesn't really affect them, but they're still carrying this around and can affect other people around them. Correct. So the key is um, pretty much just if there's been exposure to someone who's actually had coronavirus or if there's been um, contact with someone who's traveled to one of the high-risk areas. And outside of a contact that actually has coronavirus or um, someone having traveled from like the five countries that are at risk, the general population is much more likely to be exposed to the traditional flu or cold-like viruses. So right now, we're just really trying to um, educate people so that they're aware, um, you know, of their contacts in their social circles. Um, if someone hasn't traveled from one of those five countries, it's China, Japan, Iran, South Korea. Those are the only countries where we're concerned about. And then if you've actually been exposed to someone in the state who actually has coronavirus, because it's person-to-person transmission, so it's not just like a random virus that's going to um, impact others. So the kids, unless um, you know a parent or a family has traveled or um, been on a cruise ship, there was a Princess cruise ship where um, persons were infected, that's the only um, individuals that need to be concerned at this point. So can can the virus stay on a doorknob? So that's a great question. And although that's not the most common route it can happen, the most likely mode of transmission is respiratory droplets. So if you're like within six feet of each other and you were to cough or to sneeze, um, it's airborne. That's the most common way that it's transmitted. So like being in the same room with someone, Um, the more contact and exposure that you have in the air. And that's why flying is so um, dangerous. You know, if someone has it, every time they sneeze or cough, it's going to be airborne and it saves um, lives, you know, can go into another person's nose or mouth. And then if you were to come in contact with, you know, your hand, um, you put your hand in your mouth or in your nose, that's another way that you can, um, it can be transmitted, but it's just not as common. The biggest way is someone sneezing or coughing and then it going into your mouth or your nose. It can also go into your eyes to a lesser extent. 
And so that's why it's so. If important somebody sneezes in my face, they got more. They got bigger issues. <laughs> yeah, we got we throwing them up. Um, can you get it? Can, can you get it twice? You can. Um, there's a lot of talk. I mean, there's been some recent um, stories about patients that were discharged in China and they have recovered and they went home and then they came back and had symptoms and tested positive. It's unlikely, it's very rare, but it does happen. So usually once you have a virus, your body develops immunity and it creates antibodies. This is just cells that fight off an infection. And so most times you can't be reinfected, but with this uh, coronavirus, we have seen cases and it has been um, outside of the United States. We haven't had any confirmed in the United States, but where people have um, tested positive, then improved, gotten better, and then like in a week later come back and tested positive. But it's just, it's rare and it's not the norm. Um, this is not my dumb question. This is the internet's dumb question. One of purposes. Can you sure, get Rick can you Steve. get coronavirus from passing gas? They said that's the most Google <laughs> question out there. Okay, so right it, you now, said it's from it droplets. Is, I mean, if it's a wet one, no. yeah. <laughs> so, to be fair, there's been no documented cases. What, but, but who would document it? I wouldn't tell nobody. So, <laughs> yeah. it's gonna go on report, hey, man. I was in the right gym now. And, uh, <laughs> because we've had some history with coronaviruses in the same class, such as SARS and MERS, um, there are respiratory um, illnesses that we're familiar with, but they're in the same family. The traditional mode is nose, you know, nasal secretions, airborne. Um, to a certain extent, fecal matter has been known to harbor viruses and bacteria, but right now, no one has done any testing, so... That may be uh, something new and different. And unfortunately, uh, when people do pass gas or have flatulence, um, you know, sometimes they do have like a little accident, some defecation. But That's called a shart. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then thank you. But, um, you know, right now there's been no confirmed cases of coronavirus from flatulence. Okay. Uh, two more. We, we already discussed toilet paper about people hoarding him. I, I have to be one of those because I got stuck in a situation before. Marie, is there anything from a medical standpoint, let's say this does get crazy or just whatever, we have to be in quarantine or lockdown for longer periods of time. Let's say it won't happen. Let's say apocalypse happens. From a medical standpoint, are there things that we aren't obviously thinking about that we should go out and buy and have. And this is not to cause mass hysteria, but, you know, just things that if we're going to be home for two weeks at a time, are there things that we might not be thinking about that we definitely need to, to, to maybe think about stocking up on? Yeah, so from a, a very um, casual perspective, um, just being sensible, you know, things that you normally would need to have food and supplies. I mean, you may want to get toilet paper, you may want to get Kleenex and just, um, food that can last a long time, but the, the whole premise behind people going out and getting supplies, because um, people have heard of isolation and quarantine, <clears throat> and I think we are, um, everybody's um, being protective and proactive, which is actually <clears throat> a great thing, but face masks are actually in low supply, right. and a lot of hospitals have not been able to get it, so that would be one thing that you wouldn't need, but the way that um, we've been able to contain the virus so far, and I think in the United States, um, there's actually been a great deal of work 
isolating persons who travel and persons that have been exposed to other people with coronavirus, um, that if you have a fever or a cough and you've traveled to Italy, Iran, China, Japan, or South Korea, when you come home, we're asking that you not go to the emergency room or to the medical office, but you call your primary care doctor and they can screen you um, over the phone. And then if you have symptoms suggestive of coronavirus with that history of travel or being exposed to someone with coronavirus, they will actually have someone from the state public health department come out to your home with a mask on, with all the protective gear, and do the testing uh-huh. in your home. And so that way, a person who could have it, they won't be in an emergency room right. or in a waiting area sense. coughing and sneezing. And a lot of people don't know that, but as the word gets out, if you're confirmed <laughs> with coronavirus... Uh, Rita, hold on. We might have breaking news. Somebody just coughed on me. Hold on now. <laughs> Put some sanitizer on the boy. No, hold on now. I, I hold on, Irene. Yo, what you I, supposed to do if somebody cough on you? I, I cough into my arm. Uh, so you, you have on? a fever, and then have you traveled to one of those five nah, places? No, I ain't been nowhere. No, I don't mm-hmm. travel. Okay. You've been to Kinsman and back. That's... <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so then your cough is probably just a general okay, cold. Okay, just nervous. Or, you know, <laughs> if you've been smoking or something. But, um, mm. yeah, that's the premise behind getting all these equipment because if you are suspected, they're asking that you stay home. And the trial period is 14 days. So people that have coronavirus, um, they're staying home. They're not going out. You know, they're being treated symptomatically because there are no medicines that would cure coronavirus. It's just like you treat the flu or the cold, you know, cough medicine, something for fever, ibuprofen, Tylenol. And people are staying put for two weeks. So I think that's what's scaring a lot of people. So like two weeks, they can't imagine being in the house and right. so not having toilet paper could prove to be quite uncomfortable. It sounds good. I got, I got what I needed. Well, you... Yeah, I know. That's Actually, you know what? Can I, I do have one more yeah, question. Yeah, go ahead. So go ahead. My, my mother is about to go into surgery here, like a pretty major uh-huh. surgery here this week. And uh-huh. I have, you know, the, and they're like, well, if we need any help, let me know. We, supposedly, people in our age range, I'm similar age to Ricky, we could have and not really have symptoms. Should I be avoiding going over there since she's going to be recovering from surgery? Okay, so that's a great question. That's very sweet to care about your mom. Um, but unless you've been exposed to someone with known confirmed coronavirus or, you know, you travel to those places, um, you know, you just want to be careful because you could have the flu or the cold. It's going to be much more likely. And um, I would just, you know, her doctor gave um, specific stipulations. Um, sometimes they'll send you home with a face mask. You know, if anybody has a cough or fever, then I would use one of the protective masks when you're there. But unless she has um, immunocompromised state, you know, she's taking medicines for cancer, you should be fine post-surgery. But um, if anyone does have a fever or cough, you can cover it, and they do um, have the mask at most hospitals, so you can just bring a few home, and then anyone who has a fever or cough, they can just wear that when they are visiting with her. But um, you really shouldn't have to worry about coronavirus because it's been pretty much contained in the United States, and they're preventing you know, any travel to those locations. And then persons that come from those countries, they're going to one of the 20 quarantine isolated sites before they can even go home. 
All right. I'm uh, I, I feel knowledge um now more knowledgeable. Yeah. <laughs> um I'm going to hang up before I f- I'm not going to let you answer this, but I'm going to tell you what I've been doing lately cuz I don't okay. want to know if it's right or wrong, but I've been googling it and it's <laughs> been working okay. is I've been taking um uh, a Q-tip of sanitizer <laughs> and I've been uh putting it in my nose because I heard that helps uh stop the germs from coming. I read it. Ooh, I read it. Okay. Okay. That no. Okay. Thank you, How Rita. You? <laughs> well, um, no, because I read. Not, <clears throat> no, I'm you're... not a very judgmental doctor because okay. I feel you know you always have to make a plan with the patient. I think it's nice that you're being proactive and you want to take steps to be um, preventative. Yeah. But um, I'm don't, not sure don't if that's become an okay. irritant. Okay. But that wasn't a no. It wasn't a no. The hair in your nostrils actually protects. Well, I, I got rid of those when I was putting the sanitizer, so I <laughs> so I kind of did backwards. But no, thank you so yeah. much, Doctor B, Rita. I appreciate you so much. Uh, I'll tag you on this. Love you. Tell my nephews okay. which one of them I guess is coming home because they shut down the school. Yeah, they UCLA, shut down. UCLA, UCLA, UCLA got shut yeah. down. So, so they um, have a lot of international students, so they have true. to be careful. Appreciate you yeah. so much, and thank you so much. And thank I will slow down on hand sanitizer in the nose. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything? Uh, do you guys feel more? Are you are you scared? AP, you're not scared. No. He's not scared at all. I, I'm not. Scared. I, I think people should be taking it seriously, but I don't yeah. think I'm scared. Like like the thing about with my mom, you know what I mean? Like she's. Yeah. That's the thing that worries me is that. You know, we we do have some cases here in, in Cleveland. I, mm-hmm. I I like to be out. I was at a concert last night. Who'd you go see? Uh, it's a like a DJ. Like say the name. Elohim. Yeah, AP, you know them. Yeah, you know Elohim. You don't know Elohim. You don't know what. That's so, racist. Well, side room. We are the most. You ever been in the Cambridge room? Yes, I have. I performed there before. I was. I was a I had blast. a birthday party. Uh, uh, they they make the one song by um. She's got a song with Wiz Khalifa. So there you go. Black and yellow. See, that Black was yellow racist. No, 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 the first yeah, part was not racist. <laughs> that one I just did, that was racist. Um, I just assumed you know the one. Yeah, he, but he's not even. Uh, She's got a song with a black gentleman. You guys probably I will, know that. I will, I will say this, man, and I'm not even trying to be silly, but I think right now the person that's holding this down and should hold us down in America is the bathroom attendants. Mm. They are the ones that know who line. did and who did not wash their hands. And should be calling them out. I went to a club this weekend and the guy was like, mm mm, mm mm. That wasn't 20 seconds. And he made a dude come back and watch his hands. That's a hero. I think they. I think we should have him everywhere now. Honestly, yeah. before we kind of looked down and they gave you two squares. Like I got it, man. You give him a dollar for some from some. Um, I used to avoid the bathroom. If I, had, if I didn't have singles on yeah. me, I would avoid the nah, bathroom. I just now, for hours. Now, they, <laughs> I want to go in near, near that bathroom. Oh, we got one, man. My man, he, he used to be diesel. Like back in the day, like, hey, your hands gonna smell like piss. But looking back, I guess he held it down. Uh, Quick question for you guys, real quick. 20 seconds you're supposed to wash your hands, and uh, as you're washing them, you're supposed to do the happy birthday song. Mm -hmm. I'm going to throw it to you. What 20-second song are you singing? And if you don't tell me, that means you're not washing your hands. I do wash my hands. I'm a stickler for washing my what, hands. What, what I just song? do the happy birthday song. Though. You do the happy birthday song. Yeah, I just do that because yeah. I feel like it's the right length. Which is the saddest song in the world, by the way. I know it really is. Happy birthday. Happy, what song are you doing in 20 seconds? The Lil Wayne part of Back That Ass Up by Juvenile. I like that. Wobbity, wobbity, wobbity. Drop it like it's hot. He said that too. Okay. I'm doing international players. What part I of the song? I got a text to a girl I used to see. Okay. Andre's part. That's it. Yeah, that's what I said. About 24 seconds, probably. Actually, I had the whole uh, <laughs> bathroom at a, at a club. Like, in the bathroom. They was all like, <laughs> It was like a, literally a movie scene. Oh, y'all was all singing in the bathroom? Yeah, we were. Together? Yeah, we were. Washing our hands. That's cool. We're coughing right now. 
Who's not? <clears throat> Wait. <laughs> Ever wonder why traditional buttons up look so long and baggy? That's because they were never meant to be worn that way. Untucked shirts were specifically designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, the shirts are the perfect untucked length. With more than 50 fit combinations, untucked shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. Don't just take my word for it. Try it. Untuck it for yourself. Visit untuckit.com and use the code BLUEWIRE for 20% off your first order. They even offer free shipping and returns on all orders in the U.S. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com and promo code BLUEWIRE for 20% off your first order. So, a um, couple things. Uh, Will, Birch. Yes, sir. Hey, Peter, you know who Will is? No. No no clue. Mm-mm. So, to fill you in, AP, I mean, Will. Will. Uh, AP is from Memphis. Oh, okay. He moved here when he's in eighth grade. So, he's a little younger than us, so he wouldn't know the legend of Will Burge. Oh, something like that, right? To fill you in, AP, there would be no Rick with no Will Burge without Will. Didn't know that. The I, first, don't know, I don't know if that's <laughs> true. I don't know if that's all true. The first ever radio interview in studio I've ever done, actually, first ever interview I ever did, was on his radio show yet on ESPN with uh, called Three Deep, which is a real suspect name right now. But uh, double entendre. Well, call it what you want to. Pause. Uh, it was him, Emmett Golden, <laughs> and uh, Gerard Cherry, and it came on from s- we're at se- uh, seven and nine. Seven and nine every, every night. Yeah. And it was like, just imagine you and your friends having a radio show. Like just, I, and I felt like the reason why they got away with a lot of stuff, because probably the people at ESPN weren't listening at that time. Oh right. no, they definitely weren't listening. They didn't think anybody. They would come the next day, and be like, "Great show last night, guys. Hey, great, great job!" And they have no clue what we did the night before, none whatsoever. And they, they listen. Yeah. So Emmett, we had last week, and uh, we're gonna do a reunion. Emmett got sick. Uh, I hope he's feeling better. But uh, got a mean case of the Rona. The fill in. We were talking about. Um, my sister was talking about being a house, uh, the staying in the house, being quarantined for two weeks. And we wanted to uh, throw it over to Will. Look, I'm working on my transitions. Am I good? I like that, yeah. You see what I'm doing here? Yeah. You know, AP's I- don't even know. We went from quarantine for two weeks to a man that's been how long in the house? Uh, seven months. And you were, why were you in the house for seven months? So, for I, I mean, for people out there who know who I am. They, they, probably, they don't. My they, people don't yeah, know. They man. probably either listen to me or follow me on Twitter. <laughs> we have three listeners. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well. And my, two of them are here. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I listen. So. They didn't. Um, so... I used to host the show on ESPN 850 here in Cleveland, did some TV work, stand-up comedy. Uh, Rick and I used to uh, imbibe in adult beverages together. Oh, wow, yeah, I forgot. At, at Barley House back, back when he was still drunk as Rick. D-A-R. Yeah. Only a couple things. Back in the day, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, just the Twitter handle. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's all right. That's all, just the name on the top of it. Um, but <laughs> you got to turn <laughs> turn back up again. Sorry, right. this is love sounds. So... Um, you know, for those who for who don't know me or you do, I used to have a podcast for a while too. And then all of a sudden, one day, everybody woke up and my face was splattered all over the news, all over social media. This is true. I mean, everywhere, everywhere, and, everywhere. And in uh, the headline, if you Google my name right now, um, Google will just say it'll say uh, charges dropped against former ESPN radio host and drunken wrong way crash. So I was charged with driving drunk the wrong way on the freeway. Which is the most insane thing you could probably be charged with. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's um, 
So I guess the, the I guess that's probably the place to start was, you know, I I kinda, hey, you never told us. This I've is never the told first this time you told yeah, us. Yeah, so this is I've never wait, hold told on. this. Do story. we have an exclusive button? Wait, let me see. That is no. That's, the exclusive. Oh, wait, talk about this one. Not a good story. Strange but true. This could be it. Yeah. Right here. Okay, I'm working on the sound. We just got the soundboard. I'm sorry, but go ahead. I, I hope those are stock, and you didn't. Uh, I hope they stop. Yeah. They're timed. Yeah, time. you can oh. see the little time. Oh, right. Okay. But I, so I've, I've told the story to people <laughs> close to me. Um, when the charges were dropped, I did put out a little bit of a statement. But th- this is the first time the lawyers have really let me go out and talk about this. Um, there's this has been a long, long process. I mean, it's almost two years now. We're gonna be June 24th. Will be two years. So I came to in the hospital. And um, I was sitting there, and I wasn't on the hospital bed. I was just sitting in a chair, and I kind of looked around and was like, "What the? Hell? You know, I don't even know why the hell I'm here." I wasn't, I wasn't passed out, but you know when you kind of like come to out yeah. of a fa- out of a haze. And uh, I get up and go to walk out the door, and a police officer walks in, and he's like, "This is what you're going with. This is this is the story." And I looked at it, and just said, "I don't remember anything on a police statement." And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I, I don't remember anything." He huffs and puffs and walks out, whatever. And I, man, I was thirsty as hell. I, like I need water. You're so cut mouth. You're cut mouth. Yeah, I mean, this mm-hmm. is like I don't even know. What t- I don't know what time it is. I don't have a phone on me. I have nothing. I have no. I, I I don't know what the hell has happened at this point. Um, so a nurse comes in. I ask her for water. She treats me like piece of crap. Walks right back out. So I go to walk out and go to the bathroom. And officer is like, "Hey, where you going?" And I'm like, "I'm going to get some water." He's like, um, "He's like, you can't go anywhere." I'm like, "Are you?" He's like, "I'm like, am I under arrest?" He's like, not yet, but as soon as we get take your blood, you are going to be under arrest. I'm like, well, if I'm not under arrest, I'm going to get some water. And he grabbed me and slammed me up against the wall. This is at um, uh, TriPoint out in Concord. And he's like, you know, he's like, uh, one, of, uh, one of my fellow officers died tonight, and you're out there driving drunk the wrong way on the freeway. And after that, it just turned into, like, the teacher from the... Wah, 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 yeah, wah, I didn't hear anything. Really? I, just, yeah. I just heard that, and I was like, what? And I just shut up and sat down. Um, we'll end up spending three days in county jail. Whole time I'm sitting in there, no idea. It was a little over two days, but um, whole time sitting there and just thinking, like, how did this happen? Like, it's not like me. At this point, I live downtown. I had a condo downtown. I'm all the way out on the other side of Menor. And this is a good 30 minutes from where I live. Um, some of it came back to me. I remember being out in the lagoons, drinking that day with some buddies. I remember going to a bar, but I don't remember exactly what happened. But you don't really drive drunk, Uber everywhere. It just felt, felt like a weird, didn't really feel like a fit. Um, so I, I go to... That night, 20 minutes before my accident. Uh, Sorry, I just felt like it. No, right it felt like fit there. Yeah. Uh, a Menor police officer actually got hit and killed on the side of the freeway. This is 20 minutes before my my uh, accident. So then 20 minutes, so obviously, and that person's gone. They can't find him. This officer's dead on the side of the freeway. And then 20 minutes later, they get a call about a car going the wrong way on the freeway and hit someone head on. We, we hit another car. There was on. somebody in the car with you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... Um, it was crazy. Obviously, they, they didn't treat me all that well. Obviously, you know what I mean? A police officer goes down. They can't find the guy who hit him. I, I, I'm presumed to be driving drunk the wrong way. Um, I get a $150,000 bond. I'm not able to put up 10% of the money. I have to put all of it up. Did you talk to the other person in the car with you? So while that next day, Jenna, who you know, uh, my girlfriend, comes and visits me in jail. And she's like, you know, um, the other person who was in the car really wants to come up and visit you. And I'm like... I don't feel like talking to them right now. I'll talk to them when I get out of here. Let me get through this, you know, this part of it. And she's like, no, she really needs to talk to you. She wants you to put her on the visitation list. I'm like, I'm not doing that, whatever. I talked to my lawyer um, and my mom. It was the only people I talked to while I was in jail. So I get bailed out. My mom, you know, my mom puts her house up. I, you know, put up against the bail. I put up a little bit of money I had. Some family members kicked in. And I get bailed out and I go home. 
And uh, I get back, I take a shower, and my mom's like, hey, the, I, I don't want to use the names right now because there's still some civil stuff going on, but the person who was, who was in the car with you um, really wants to talk to you. They're on the phone, and I'm like, I really don't feel like talking to them. And then so I blow it off again, get another phone call. Finally, I'm like, fine, get on the phone. They're hysterically crying. I need to see you. I need to see you. I'm like, I'll talk to you after I go to court tomorrow. No, I need to see you right now. So they come over, and I, I'm at my mom's house at this point because when I left, they put an ankle bracelet on me. It was alcohol monitor and house arrest bracelet. Um, I had to abandon my place downtown and move into Lake County because I was in Cuyahoga County at the time. And uh, so this person pulls up. I get out. They meet me in the driveway. They instantly just start crying hysterically. And I'm like, they're like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like, you're sorry. I'm sorry. It was their car. I'm like, so not only did I, I did this, but I was I wrecked their car. You know, I put them in a bad spot. The other person who got hit broke their leg. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, they're like, they're like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, you're sorry. You know, I, I'm the one who's sorry. And they just took a step back and looked at me like, like kind of like, what? Like, and I'm like, what? And they're like, you know, you don't remember anything, do you? And I'm like, honestly, I remember nothing. I, for whatever reason, and I've never blacked out my life. Like, not drinking, nothing like yeah. that. Right, not, right, that's right. not me. Um, they're like, you weren't driving. I was. And instantly, like a light switch, it all came back to me. So we were at a place called Chase's Delaney's Inn out in Menor. But this is, uh, uh, but on online and everywhere, and, and it still says I did it. Is, yeah, yeah. It's just my face yeah. on this article, right? Did anybody reach out to you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, the, you did. Um, wait, I, second. Is all, so Rick, what Rick, you know about the podcast is always about me. Yeah, hundred okay. percent. Yes. So I do have to give you props, yeah. and I wanted to get to that at some <laughs> yeah, point because there is still yeah, that takes a while. <laughs> yeah, to this flip. point, there are still people that I thought I was real cool with that they, uh, won't even return a text. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. Um, you know, say that, that you're like, hey, I'll put in a good word for you on this. You know, I'm, I'm, I couldn't even get a job until just a couple months ago. Yeah. Even any kind of job. I probably missed a chicken. We'll get what about that. car wash? We'll get, uh, I probably missed, I didn't get to that because it was so cold. car wash always hires. That's hey. how the movie came about. Working at the- Mr. Chicken, <laughs> dog me. Oh, I could, I'll tell you about that a little bit when okay. we get to that part. But anyway, so they tell me they were driving. It all comes back to me. We're at a bar. Um, you know, that part's a little hazy because I had been drinking for a lot of the day. Um, but when I got my phone back, opened it up, it opened right up to an, to Uber and my mom's address that was in it, which is right around the corner. So um, I'm outside waiting to get an Uber. Um, this other person comes out and says, oh, where are you going? I'll just give you a ride. I'm going right past there. I get in the car. I'm looking at my phone. Next thing you know, I look up and we're getting, she, they got on the off ramp at 90 and 615. And uh, I look up and there's headlights coming at us like where the wall is. I mean, I'm talking like 15, 20 feet. Yeah. I mean, right in front of us. And I just reached over, grabbed the wheel, and yanked it. And if I don't do that, we're all dead. You know, they, they said that car was going 70. We were doing about 50 at the bottom of the yeah. off-ramp. And um, you know, that poor lady had no idea. She was just driving home from work or right, something. Right. Had no idea. And when I pulled that wheel, we just clipped the corners of the car and spun out in each, every direction. That's when it becomes real clear to me. Um, you know, smoke in the car because the airbags right. go off. The other person So nobody died. Nobody died. I, always, I don't know why I always... Thought somebody died. Well, the way they first reported, it sounded like the other person yeah, was about that's to what die. I, that's what I, I, I just assumed they did die. Well, the problem this is actually is, the first time I'm hearing that the person, nobody died. Yeah, no, the, she, the other person broke her leg, um, which is, you know, no matter what, and the trauma that they went through yeah. this is, is crazy. So I actually almost got killed in a wrong way accident. It, it's been something I've been yeah, scared of my entire yeah, life. Yeah. My entire life, which is, I used to have nightmares of this, and now all of a sudden I'm in this accident. So the car comes to a stop, it's filled with smoke, all this. Um, are you all right? You all right? Yeah. So I get out. And I go to like start checking, see if other people are right. Um, that's when it gets a little hazy, and that's the next thing I know I come to in the hospital. Um, so I find out. You what, know, what, what are you drinking? Jesus. 
Uh, Everything? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, it was yeah. you know what? It was, I bet you Long Island. Summer day drinking. Let's just Ooh, put it that way. Summer that, day, yeah, we were at a boat dock. Never good. Gotta do it. Never oh, hydrated, too. too like, hours, too. So let's put it this way. And this is the first time. You don't drink Hennessy, do you? Um, I Gotta will. Do it, you know me. I take shots at Jameson, though, so I'm sure there was. Mm. So uh, um, let's put it this way. So hours later, because I made them take my, because later I found out at the side of the scene, I was like, I wasn't driving. Why are you want to give me a breathalyzer? I refuse a breathalyzer. I wouldn't let them do a blood alcohol test. I'm like, you know, I didn't understand what was going on, that they were charging me with something at that scene. Yeah. Um, I found out hours later when they finally took my blood at like four in the morning at a point two four. So I was toast yeah. when this happened. Now, mind you, too, I think I you was, were legally dead. Yeah, and I was yeah. in a real, I was in a real like, I was going through a lot of depression stuff. I was going through, you know, I had just a couple weeks before that had um, a suicide attempt that mm-hmm. had happened. But nobody really knows about. Hold on, can you hand me that going. knife? Yeah, yeah. You know, keep this away camera. from me here. Um, <laughs> knife over here. No, but there's some of this is like blessing in disguise. How it's kind of snapped me out of what I was going through yeah. at that time. I was really, really lost, and I was using alcohol at that time to really numb a lot of the stuff that was going on with me. Um, and it was only a matter. That's people like, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. But it was only a matter of time. I was rolling the dice so often on the crazy yeah. stuff. I might not have done this thing that night. Right. But I was doing so much crazy stuff. It was only a matter of time. Before I crashed. So let's, 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 let's get into the real important part yeah. here. Seven months. How's the rest? Yeah. So, that, so you can't leave. No. I, well, no. So, so <clears> I, I find out that night I wasn't driving. It all comes back to me. Cool. This is about to be over. I'm about to get my name back. We're good. We go in. Um, we go into the pretrial. My lawyer goes in, we get an affidavit from the person who was actually driving. They sign it, say I was driving, it was my car. No one ever asked me, they just took me home because they didn't. The police never even asked this person where they driving, never took a statement from, nothing. Um, go and take it in there, they're like, prosecutor looks at it, he's like, this is BS, this is, this is wrong. He's like, what do you mean this is wrong? He's like, no, this is, these charges are staying on him. So we, they give me as part of my bond, I had to get house arrest. So I was allowed to leave, quote unquote, for work. My work is so... You know, I work like you were. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. At that time, I, I was doing a podcast. I was doing TV work. I had a, sh- right. a nationally syndicated show on Fox Sports. Right. It was a, a classic car you had show. some other stuff coming up, too. We were yeah, yeah, discussing. Yeah. You had a, I won't get into the, the yeah, whatever, some, but you had a TV thing that we yep. was. Yep, so with some TV stuff coming I was writing for a, a yeah, really. Yeah, he screwed me over because he was like, Rick, I want you to work on something. And I was yeah. like, ah, I was, God damn, we my way out. It was like the um, like good times. Yeah, I was ready to leave, and Will. You didn't think about us, Will. All your stuff get canceled after the first season. All right. (laughs) Honestly, he probably dodged a bullet on it. (laughs) Say a longer one. So they they slapped this ankle bracelet on me, and they. um, I'm thinking, though, this is all going to get sorted out. So my lawyer's like, look, we're going to get kicked over to felony court. We're going to push to get. Um, DNA taken out of the car. We'll prove, like, I mean, this is like some real life CSI stuff. Yeah, like we're what gonna, side you were sitting exactly, on. Exactly, we're gonna yeah. prove where you were at, right? Because they don't believe you and they don't believe her. They think we're just making the story up so I get out of this because I got quote unquote so much to lose. What they don't know is this other person who was in the car is making a couple hundred grand a year. They had more to lose than I did. My ass was broke. I spent all my money on my rent downtown. I had to, yeah. you know what I mean? Right. They don't know that though. Um, was that your, was, is anything off limits in these questions here? Uh, no, go for it. Was that your girlfriend? No, no, no. Was Were not. you seeing this girl? No, it wasn't at all. This okay. is literally someone I've known my whole yeah, life. I was, I, I've known this girl. You would have got out of house arrest and then your girl would have been like, yeah. okay, and another thing. No, <laughs> no, Who no. was she? My time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm about to kill you. Yeah. No, it was um, it was literally somebody I've known for probably gotcha. 15 years at that yeah. point. And as a younger sister, one of my friends, a good friend, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, so when I get out, so now we're thinking like, all right, well, it's only a matter of time before I get off this. Fast forward a couple months, there's no answer on anything. The police try to get the car destroyed before we can pull DNA evidence out of it. 
Like, the, all of a sudden, the person whose car was, they just get a call, like, hey, you got to come get your stuff out now. They're coming to get it. Like, what do you mean they're coming? It only been, like, a couple days after the accident. Yeah, exactly. So that's the first thing that's a little weird to me. Yeah. So they, they go out there. We actually had to file an emergency injunction to get the car held so we could try to pull DNA out to prove that I was in the passenger seat. Luckily, the Willoughby judge basically scoffed me. He was like, hey, you're writing your own death warrant here, buddy. Go for it. Yeah, I'll, I'll sign that. It's the only thing she did for me was sign this thing, thinking she was... Yeah, whatever you want to do, that yeah, just gonna prove you're in the driver's you, seat. Right. Yeah, you're shooting a hail, you're throwing a hail mary here. So they hold the car. We're waiting months. It takes forever for DNA to come around. So I mean, we're waiting, we're waiting the whole time. I can't say anything. I'm sitting on house arrest. I'm allowed to leave from nine in the morning until like early afternoon. But I can't. Oh, but I gotta hey. be. But I gotta be working. Quote unquote. Hey, too bad. No, I mean, you think that until it was. It was actually until six. Six p.m. was like. Could you go to like the? Oh, you couldn't go like. I can't drink. I got alcohol. In my you go to like McDonald's. I could go to McDonald's. No, but if I get caught in any of these places, I'm not saying I didn't do that. Obviously, I went places. I went to the gym every day. I was in the best shape of my life. I can't drink, so I'm eating good. You know what I mean? I Really, I was just chill trying to do projects, but nobody wanted to work with me because I can't clear my name. The lawyers won't let me go out and talk about that I didn't do this. Right. So and imagine time, like having a schedule like like Rick with your schedule. If that's the hours you could like the yeah. only hours you can come out, yeah. you wouldn't really be able to get in there. Exactly. And, and the only stuff I could do still was stuff that I was doing writing on the West Coast. Right. So yeah. by the time all that stuff would roll around, I'd be doing it. I'd have to be home. You know what I mean? So it was, yeah. I, was I really was stuck in a room at my mom's house, which I love my mom to death, but at my mom's house, my brother, who's 10 years younger than me, still living there in the room next to me. Little tiny three-bedroom ranch. Was- um, I mean, I, it, was, it, was, it was, I mean, it was rough. I mean, I still, to this day, um, six o'clock gives me the chills because it was the time, like, if I'm not back in the house at six o'clock, my ass is going back to jail. You know what I mean? Right. They, they, yeah. And they were looking for any reason. So we're, months and months go by. Um, we're waiting for DNA to come back. Nothing, 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 right? And finally, um, we find out that they're like, oh, the DNA didn't come back. It didn't show us anything. We find out. I, I had a nice source inside the Lake County Prosecutor's Office used to give me information. I worked at WTM 1100, which is like the news channel right, in town. Right. Um, they used to give me information. So they started telling me things like, hey, man, you really need to look into this because they didn't check for you on the passenger side of this car. They went in and checked for me on the driver's side of the car. So obviously it came up inconclusive, right? Um, they're about to go send this whole thing to grand jury. If you go to grand jury, you're, you're going to court. You get indicted, simple right. as that. I mean, we're now we're right around Thanksgiving-ish, like early November. And um, they send over, and they're going to have the other person who was actually in the car with me come and testify at the grand jury. They're thinking, we're lying. They're going to bring that person in. That person is going to just flip, you know what I mean, whatever. They send over the paperwork. That person's lawyer is like, oh, no, we're, if you ask them questions, they're going to plead the fifth because yeah. they're going to put themselves in trouble. They're the, they've been saying the whole time that they were the ones driving. Right. They didn't want to listen to them. Um, all of a sudden, they call off the grand jury, and they raid both our houses. I'm talking John Gotti South. Guns out. Um, surround the house. This is middle of the day. Middle of the day. My mom's house, out in a nice area in Concord, come raid the house to get the clothes that I was wearing that night. They could have just asked. I'm, I'm, you know, they could have just asked. I would have gave them the the doors open. I know, and I and I want them to take these. I'll go take them, test them. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to. So they, they, every step of the way, they really thought they were catching us in something, and um, and obviously they weren't. So we give them the clothes. They raid both the houses. Whatever. Blah blah blah. Now we're waiting months and months. We're gonna be waiting months for trace evidence to come back. In the meantime, I gotta give a shout out to the. uh, Rocco Di Pirelli, I think is his name. He was the assistant prosecutor out in, in Lake County. For whatever reason, he went above and beyond and decided, I really want to find out what's going on in this case. 
you uh, might, doing the right thing. Yeah, exactly. Well, they, hey, believe me, there yeah. wasn't a whole lot of called, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of working. that going on because in the beginning, the sheriffs who were on the scene that night went and were telling my blood alcohol level to people. Now I just released it, but that's a HIPAA violation. If you if I didn't want that out there, that's my own. I made that's kind of impressive. Yeah, exactly. So they they were doing that. They actually never wrote down. <laughs> Thank you very much. Rick, you know I get down. Um, uh, but no, so they also, that night, they asked one of the, they were going around to parties, because I knew some of the same people that they knew. They were at a party talking about it like, oh yeah, we asked one of the other ladies, uh, the lady who hit him, like, did you get a look at that car before it hit you? And she said, yeah. And they said, where was the man sitting in the car? And she said, directly across from me. It puts me in the past. It puts you in the past. They right. didn't write that down in the police. The yeah. police didn't write that down as a statement. They didn't take it, because that didn't fit the narrative that they were trying to do that night. They got me. They figured they had me. And it was, I get that it's a tough situation for them. They just lost a fellow officer 20 minutes Yeah, early. and that's what I was about to ask. So um, you said somebody else had hit the officer. Yeah, so why this is going on, they still think that you that you were part of the accident well, no, officers. They, they know I wasn't part of that one. Okay. But they can't find that kid. So the so it has take, to come down on somebody. It's coming okay. down on me, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I got in, in, and they dragged me for it. Yeah. Um, so, so after they take the clothes or whatever, a couple weeks go by, this assistant prosecutor goes, I'm giving you the abridged version of the whole thing here, but um, he goes, you know what? I want you guys to pull the black box out of the car. So just like in a plane crash, newer cars have a black box in the engine that records all all the meter readings and everything in the car. It doesn't have sound, obviously. Yeah. No, yeah, I no. drive a 2011 Honda Elantra. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they, they pull this black box out of the car, and it has all the meter readings in the car, right? You ever notice when like someone's sitting in the passenger seat, or if they're not heavy enough, or if there's yeah, nothing there, they'll have the, mm-hmm. the no airbag in the passenger mm-hmm. seat? That's called an OCS sensor. Okay. That OCS sensor saved my damn life. I'm going to be sitting in prison. They were trying to give me three years in prison for this, despite the fact that I didn't do it. They pull the, they pull the black box. They pull the OCS sensor. It shows that OCS sensor just doesn't just weigh weight. It also takes the weight and compares it against the crash test dummies in the crash test when they, you know, you've seen on TV, all that. Um, it said that an object the size of a 170-pound male was in the passenger seat at the time of impact. The other person in the car is like 100 pounds. Game over, right? Now they have physical evidence that I wasn't there and the other person saying they drove the car. We're good. It's a wrap. I'm celebrating. Let's go. I sat on house arrest for three and a half more months while they try to figure out a way to make those charges stick to me because now the story got too big and they knew I had a microphone. I could go out at any moment, go talk to somebody and be like, yo, this is this I'm, what's going on. I'm innocent. Yeah. And they still got me sitting on house arrest. So as time's going by, I'm like, I'm hassling my lawyer. Like, what's going on, man? Do they have physical evidence showing that I was in the passenger seat of this car? They have a witness, the lady we hit. That says she saw me in the passenger seat of this car. The person who drove this car gave a signed affidavit the day after. Why am I still sitting on house arrest? I'm going public. And he's going, you can't go public. You can't go public. You can't go public. What I found out, the same source in the Lake County Prosecutor's Office told me, this criminal lawyer was playing both sides. He was telling me, I've got your back. I'm going in there. I'm fighting for you, blah, blah, blah. And he's going to the other side of them going, look, just drop the charges on him. He wasn't driving. He was trying to be the big man. He took the charge for her. We'll just plead to obstruction of justice if you drop this charge. The whole time I'm telling him, I'm not pleading to nothing. Like, I didn't do, I didn't obstruct justice. Was he steady trying to convince you to plead, though? Yeah, he's trying to stay on their good side and also look like he held me out and got me out of this scene because he knows I'm getting out of this thing. I really hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. We just lost a listener. Yeah, well, you're definitely, yeah. (laughs) I hope he does. Yeah. Oh, he's, that was AP. I, I, I'm not going to say his name because, you know, I'm not trying to get sued here. Yeah, He would sue me. Um, but that's he was playing both sides of this thing. So when I found that out, I told him the next couple of days. I told him, uh, 
was like, look, there's a news channel in town I've been in contact with the entire time. They know what's going on with this. They want to do a sit-down interview with me. I'm going to do it. He's like, you can't do it. I'm like, I don't really care what you say. I'm telling you I'm going to do it. I want you to go tell the prosecutor I'm going to do it. The next day, they drop my charges. Their very next day. Is it this one? You have the sound on. Yeah, there you go. So it took me threatening to go public with the story. And then, even then, they kept coming back saying, well, you're still going to get charged with uh, obstruction of justice. You know what the obstruction of justice is? What's that? We're on the side of the freeway. It's obviously mayhem. Yeah. There's a car. It was a wrong-way crash. The, on the body cam, he walks up and he goes, you know, say, standing next to each other, it was me and the other person in the car. Um, he goes, who was driving? You were driving? And points at me. And I'm not paying attention. I'm like looking off dazed. You know what I mean? I'm looking off in the distance. Almost five whole seconds goes by. You know how long five seconds? I mean, that's a long time. Especially to, not say, to not respond? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then he goes, hey, you snaps and points at me. And I go, yeah. And that's where they arrested me. You, you know how they feel right now? No, that wasn't. No, that wouldn't work. That, that, that wouldn't hit as well. Swing in a minute. <laughs> but you know, so that that was what the whole case hinged on. So, and then my lawyer's going, "Oh, they're definitely going to be able to prosecute you on that. It's Lake County. It's a, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a, a bunch of soccer moms that they're going to believe the police over you." Every other attorney I talked to was like, "BS. That they can't hold that." I mean, the video shows that you're. And then my blood alcohol level at the time, and then the fact that there's the witness who we hit said I was in the passenger seat. Um, so I spent seven months on house arrest. I spent, I mean, probably over sixty, almost over sixty thousand dollars of my own money. I lost. Yeah. God only knows how much money. I lost the TV just show. So, you know, we don't we don't pay to be on the podcast. Oh, yeah, just like, we get we oh. got hand sanitizer. Oh, yeah. all right. Well, anyway, so can't take the hand sanitizer. Yeah, anyway, so, <laughs> anyway it's been real guys. I'm gonna head out by the hand. But I'll just side, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you telling us the story. Um, I've always been a fan uh, and a friend. We did have one little almost squirmish. Uh, town hall that one time was misunderstanding. Yeah, it was a little inebriated. Yeah. 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 yeah was, <laughs> but I, anyway, yeah. but I, the, the crazy part is, past that though, you know, people are like, man, you, you're ready to do your victory lap, right? You're going to rub it in everybody's face, right? And honestly, no. Nah, like, yeah, no, that's I'll a feel, wild. I feel that. 100%. You know what I mean? That's a wild. But anybody who thought bad about me after that night, I totally get it. Like, I would have thought bad about me if I saw I that. I was just sitting there, man. I was like, because I read it first and then I saw the photo. I was like, it looks like. Oh. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> it's technology. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, here. actually, what kind of bothered me more was the people who were like, I don't care. And it could happen to anybody. Yeah. But like, because that's a little callous. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, this poor lady is just driving home from work. And, you know, this happens. So, you know, what I'm trying to do now is flip it and make a positive. Because I feel like if it just happened, I just move on. It's all for not. You know what I'm saying? Um, when I was locked up and I was in, you know, it was only a couple days. So I'm not going to sit here and act yeah. like I got prison tats or anything like that. Right. But I was locked up in a pod in Lake County uh, Jail. And there was 12 of the guys in there. Not a single one of them knew when they were getting out. Every single one of them was in there because they couldn't afford bail. You know, I was lucky enough to have a family who was able to put that money up. So I, in the meantime, while I'm sitting on house arrest, I help the bail project come into town, something you may have heard of. And they go and they pay bail for people and they give them uh, child care services, mental health services, drug uh, substance abuse services to keep you in line until you get back to court. Over over 50% of people of their charges dropped, and over 90% don't end up doing any jail time. And those people would be sitting in jail at the time That's crazy. because they don't have the money for it. Right. And then also, like I said, I was going through a lot before this accident happened, and this whole thing kind of snapped me out of it. So it was really it was a blessing in disguise in that, in that way. Um, but I had to watch my downfall happen on social media, and I think that happens to a lot of kids at a young age, and maybe not at the level I was at, but, you know, if you looked at my Instagram account at that time, just a week before, I was taking a helicopter into, behind stage at EDC 
And then a week and a half or two weeks later, um, Electric Daisy Carnival. I don't know what it was. White people weren't too. In Miami. Yeah. No, no, this one's in Vegas. So we're taking the helicopter and VIP. And then two weeks later, my, you know, my mugshot's all over. So, so now I'm going to um, formulate this kind of a speaking tour, but it's, we got a DJ with me. Shout out to Trey Smith. Uh, a DJ with me. It's going to be like music involved. And it's going to be more about like dealing with life, decision-making in a social media era. Um, there's going to be some elements of Can you do me a huge favor? Yeah, Can you promise up. me What's up? one thing? What's up? Can you take an Uber? Hell yeah, sit, I got you. Sit in the back seat. You guys, okay. You guys don't need to ride and out just, here. No, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I'm yeah. Yeah, I'm walk. I'm, 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 my, my friends still like. Eh, I don't know if I'm. Yeah, I'm I didn't even do it. They know I didn't do it. You know what I mean? But it's perception. It's a stigma that sticks. And my son is the same name as me. My son's 11 years old. My son Google's his name right now. It comes up with my mugshot in this. This thing comes through. Just a friend that told me to call him. Okay. Uh, at Are we playing a game now? He's not going to answer. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's bad timing because I know you're in the midst of it. But No, no, no. That, but I mean, that was... We're, we're kind of starting a new segment called If I Call Somebody, Will They Answer? And um, I don't... Uh, I, it's, it's not... Call has oh, been forwarded okay. to an automatic... Hmm. So no is the answer. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. Are we supposed to... Are AP and I supposed to be betting on... Hold on, that was the first one. Uh, that was a buddy of mine, Christian Curtsy. I was gonna, but now we got it. Somebody else. Um, Shout out to him, man, for the time he put in with the Browns. Oh yeah, so. definitely. Oh, he answered. Hello. What's up? Oh, uh, this is Clevenger. Who's this? Hey, by law, I have to tell you, uh, you are on Random Acts of Podcasting with Ricky Riconia Smith. This is a new segment we call. Oh, call. Hell yeah, hell we, yeah. we have a new segment. We have we, we don't swear on this podcast. We have a new uh, <laughs> we have a new segment Sorry. called "Call the Biggest Celeb on Your Phone and See if They Answer." And uh, nobody else answered, and then it got down to you. <laughs> Damn. Here we are. Now, do oh, we call? Sorry. No, you you can say damn. You can say the <laughs> usuals. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, so do we call you Michael or Mike or? Let's go, Sunshine. He's looking for real takeover his podcast now. It's his fault. Okay. Um, for people that don't know, this is uh, Michael Michael Sunshine Clevenger. He is the pitcher on the Indians. Uh, one of our best friends. We're best friends, right? Uh, yeah. As long as you don't like Rick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, you are where right now? Uh, in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. And what are you do? Oh, what are you Scottsdale. doing there? What are you uh, playing baseball? Uh, trying to. I'm getting my knee back together, but yeah. Okay, and you play on the Cleveland Indians. Now, I don't want to uh, hold you long because I'm sure you're busy doing things. But we have a bet that we talked about in the podcast before. But uh, 20 pitches, no fastballs, that I could not make contact with one of your pitches. That's correct. That's correct. Mike, Mike, I gotta agree with you. I, this is my I, buddy Will. Will is yeah, Will Burge here. Actually, I, I, we actually talked before when I was doing the Indians pre and post game shows on eleven hundred. But there is no way Ricky is touching any. any isn't the part of the deal you can't throw fastballs? Yeah. You are, no like, shot. Yeah, you're not touching any kind of junk he's throwing at that plate. No chance. Dude, he's not, no, if I if I'm going and it's going anywhere above ninety miles an hour, he's not even gonna see it. Yeah, that's no fastballs. I'm not doing fastballs. And I well, curve or go more. <laughs> wait, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. The agreement was 20 fastballs, and you'd make contact. That was the initial bet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, now you're back. Okay. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Now we gotta clarify. No, no. No, no, no. All right, I'm. Fa- I'm. Here's my thing, and I'm being honest. I'm not a punk. I'm not scared. Don't brush me. You lied to me. Don't don't brush me off the plate, though, bro. 
oh my god, I don't, no, I don't need to do that. You're already scared. Well, okay. to you down. <laughs> He's saving that for the Astros. <laughs> so, for the record, for the podcast, <laughs> <He's running away. laughs> for the Astros, uh, could you tell me the pitch is coming? Yeah, I'm going to tell you it's all straight, and you're going to miss them all. <laughs> so you're going straight down to play, 20 pitches. What do you get if you win? Uh, I, I host your podcast for a day with my topics and my wants and needs. I'll make it. I'll make it. I'll make as many times you want the whole season. If I win, I want a jersey. It says Clevenger, and I want uh, one ticket a game. Ooh, I, I can do that. I'll okay. do that. And I'll get. I, I'll get you a jersey just for standing in there. The jerseys. Win or lose, you'll get a jersey for getting in there. And I want. I want. And I, I just hey, have to make it's contact. Twenty. You got to give away participation awards now. I guess. So. <laughs> just contact. Never happened. Just, yeah, a foul ball. A foul ball. You get ticket again. Can I bunt? I, I, no, you can't. Just for your own safety. This is real talk. Okay, yeah, yeah, don't bunt. I, yeah, I like my thumbs. <laughs> yeah, don't bunt. This is for your safety. <laughs> and you know when he says straight, you know he has movement on his fastball, right? That thing is not coming in straight. That's like straight. Yeah, I think it's going to look like it's lifting, like it's like a Frisbee taking off up. Are you going to do that whole twitch thing you do with the, 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 the double pump, triple pump? You might see my best fastballs in my career if you stand in that box, Rick. <laughs> I'm not scared, bro. I, 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 I don't want to tell you this, but hey, I, you, I've been practicing every day. Everyone, including your audience, already heard how you're scared and want to see curveballs. But yeah, go ahead. Not even, bring it. <laughs> He's been at swings and things every single what time. If, <laughs> right, the bad me, I'm going to let you go, but I have, a, I have one more question. What if I hit two? Gold tokens. What if I hit two? If you hit two, you could, I'll let you pitch for me. <laughs> Done deal, bro. Love you, bro. Enjoy uh, enjoy spring training and uh, appreciate you. And, and you let me know when you're ready. Oh, I'll, I'll live ready. Hey, Mike, yeah, I'll Mike, see you, Rick. I'll see you soon. Mike, Thanks for having me. Let me say this real quick, Mike, before you go. I was out. I covered spring training one year. They only let me go one year because uh, it's too close to Scottsdale. Enjoy that one day off that everybody gets because everybody knows that one day off is legendary out there, right? Hey, 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 yeah, we just had it. We just had it a day ago. So yeah, <laughs> yes, I, I told you. Everybody knows. All right, Mike, let's set yeah. this up. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, see you, man. Right. Uh, no, you know what just happened? So our first person, shout out to Claire. Hold on. So while we were on the phone, our, our first person called back. Who we're about to get to another exclusive. Um, Christian Kersey from the clip. Well. The free agent, Chris Kirko, free agent. Yeah, Kirko. Yeah, you are live on the podcast, bro. It's Random Acts of Podcasting. I'm here with my boy Will and AP. Uh, we keep it light, bro. I, I know, I know you. Uh, you're my Brody, as you kids say. Uh, we've been lit. We've had fun. <laughs> we've uh, met families. Uh, first of all, I want to say I appreciate you. The city appreciates you. I appreciate you, brother. Um, you, man. It's good times, good six years. Do we have any breaking news on where you currently are riding around in? <laughs> nah, man, I can't speak on all of that. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, I want to keep it light. It's a podcast. You, you've never done it. You, you, you're leaving me. I'm a little sad. But uh, anything you want to say to the fans of Cleveland, the Browns, we have about five listeners to this podcast. So uh, for those yeah, five yeah. listeners, they're all probably Cleveland Browns fans. Anything you want to say to anybody? Man, I, I just want to say thank you to the organization, man. Thank you to the city. First of all, because the city, you know, it, it adopted me as one of their own, man. And, you know, coming from St. Louis, you know, that's forever my home. But, you know, Cleveland is my second home. And, uh, you know, six years, man, y'all, y'all saw me grow up from a boy to a man. And I had some good times. Been in the city, been in the community. 
Yeah, I showed them the love. I met some, some great people that I'm going to have a relationship with for, for a lifetime. And, uh, you know, I got introduced to this guy named Ricky, man. It's, you know, probably the funniest guy in Cleveland. Wait, you know, funniest so. guy in Cleveland? <laughs> Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to tell the, the listeners about how we met and, and the time you cried when we met? <laughs> I did not cry. I okay. What about the time? Me. What about the time at Ford when you cried because um, fame? <laughs> fame was uh, a little interesting. I'm gonna tell the story real quick. I just nah, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> no. Nah. He shut that down real quick. Yeah, he's like, no, nah, just he's, he's such a no. Nah, I'm not telling the bad way. Kirko's just a great guy. And he has a big heart. <laughs> he is. And he just got to a part where he realized that some people around him, it just people like to gravitate towards him. He has a great smile, great personality, great spirit, and he just got fed up with so many people around him. And he got emotional by telling me. That's all. <laughs> you know, man, you 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 <laughs> you gonna put me on blast. <laughs> I, I actually I actually have a story about Kirk. Like uh when I was working at Coastal Taco, he used to come in there all the yeah. time. That's he, where like, I know you from. Yeah. I knew I recognized yeah. your ass. <laughs> he he would come in there all the time. Um and he'd be like him and a friend, or like, you know, him and I don't know, him maybe two people at most. And he would always take care of everybody who was sitting at the bar. Because it would be a bunch of people, like you said, around him, like, oh, we just love you so much. And he would always, all right, well, you know what you got? He would always take care of everybody. And then he would, more importantly, take care of me. So, oh, he would yeah, you pay him. Okay. Yeah, so. uh, uh, always yeah. always involved in the charity <laughs> stuff around town. Yeah. Oh, yeah, always. I mean, you, you did a hell of a job here, man. That's that, And that's in Cleveland, that goes a long way, as you obviously saw. Kirko, I know you're busy. I know you yeah, got to go out. Favorite. I want to I I end it on this note. Why don't you tell uh, the, the the quick version of the time you went to Costa Taco? Man, look, I don't know about Costa Taco, but I'm gonna tell the story about no, 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 guy that tried. no, no. I'm talking about the dude. Yeah, the dude. The time we went to, the, I know, I know, yeah. I know who you're talking about. We okay. can't put him on blast. No, no, no. What do you remember his name? No, nah, I, I don't remember his name, but he, but you know, he he was pretty fat at the bar, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so Long story short, we went, we, went, we, we went somewhere, and a guy, it was it was ladies only, and we got invited, and we went to the bar, the Costa Taco, to have some food, and we the guy was telling us about the, the ladies only bar, and we were like, oh, we got invited. He was like, really? He's like, my, my girl got invited. <laughs> and we were trying to be good sports. We was like, man, don't worry about her. It's all good. Da-da-da. He was like, all right, well, we could just hang out, and we could just drink. And we was like, nah, bro, we about to go back. We're going to the party. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. <laughs> We'll let you curl say hi, though. <laughs> Yo, appreciate you, man. I hope all is well. I, you know my vote, man. man. Openly, my vote is warm weather. Um, just so you know, all my friends that's ever left the Browns and won Super Bowls right afterwards, just FYI, Cam. Um, yeah. You are, you are. I'm just telling you, man. I uh, appreciate you. Love you, man. I'll talk to you soon. Man, all right, bro. Love, bro. Yep. Yeah. I thought it was dope. What Mac Wilson said, like the post he had about him afterwards, yeah. the way, you know, that's that's my OG. I, he showed me the ropes and all that stuff. That just shows you what type of guy he is. I mean, not you know, Ricky, you're around yeah. a lot of these. They're not all as genuine as they seem. He mm-hmm. is a uh, yeah. curtsy 100%. Can we just go back to me? For, for what? We just got Mike Clevenger and Kirksey Kirksey on the phone. The first two people I called answered. Well, for the record, no, no, no. Kirksey did not answer. He was. You got a no on that one. I would. He called back. I would tell you why. But he would, I would get. I would get in trouble by him. He was busy. Uh, he's he's he had a visit today. Okay. He's he's looking at plays. But the Philby win, Christian Kurtzy, friend of show, friend of mine, really good friend of mine, uh, was let go by the Browns, and uh, he's trying to figure it out. But uh, I feel like I'm, I'm going to end the podcast on this note, or maybe we shouldn't. We did Indians, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. We called the Browns. Yep. Or a former Brown. Should we try Cal? Yeah, let's do it.
Yeah, might as well. Well, to the cab person in my phone, we've never talked on the phone. Okay. We changed number once. It's Andre Drummond. I have Andre Drummond number. All right. But we've never like. Can I say so use you? What'd you call the segment? Uh, call it. Call. They, we they, don't really have a name for it right, yet. So let me. Can I give you a suggestion? Yeah. Because we have played this in the summertime. We get off the boats. We've been out all day long. And I'd let my. And we know what happens with you. I, I'd let my. Maybe, I don't I, want yeah, this. I'd let my boy Danny take my phone, <laughs> and I, we'd play what we call um, contact roulette. And he can spin it as, as many times. I get three vetoes. Yeah. And he can call anybody he wants. He's called wild people on my phone, and they've picked up. He had a he had a nice little conversation with Bernie Kozar before. He had so if you want you it should be contact roulette. Is what you should do and see if they. Nah, I ain't up. playing that game. You I got, ain't doing that? I got some roulette. In. Yeah. <laughs> they got all bullets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Andre Drummond, man. It, he actually, uh, good dude. We have a very close mutual friend. He actually uh, wants to work on writing TV shows. And, okay. Uh, he knows I write. So we, we exchange information, but I've never actually called him. Should, this should probably we, isn't the time to. to I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, well, Angel says she has something to do with Angel. Well, Angel, so well, well, Angel's the best one. Yeah, well, oh, that works. You, we got Angel. Yeah. All right. And, hey, I would like you to call him, but it ain't my, my bag. <laughs> yeah, I just don't even know where I would start. Like, what up, Dre? Hello. By the way, you're also <laughs> on a podcast right now. Podcast. Yeah. Oh, why not? Oh, I don't know. Does he know, Look, you, know, <laughs> do you, know you like that? Nah, we only met one time. I mean, it was like an hour. We, we was hanging out. We talked about comedy sketches and fun. And here's thing. I wouldn't answer a phone number I don't know. Me either. Me neither. Never do. So I would feel like he wouldn't answer. Probably not. But the thing is, if he does answer, and I'm like, hey, I'm that dude you met the one night at XO, then it's like, nah, I don't know who you are. Like, that might get... Yeah. Okay. I probably wouldn't call. Sorry, we should just stop. Let me Before you end the podcast, though, let me ask you this, because yep. you've hung around a lot of these athletes and talent. Yep. Who was the, the one that surprised you the most with how they were in person? Because um, I have wanted to probably surprise you, but I'd like to know because you've been around a, as many, if not more, than I have. And when you meet them on a personal level, it is different than what you know. Uh, uh, mine, not surprisingly, but surprised, Tristan Thompson. Okay, he might be one of the coolest people in the freaking world. Like his energy around him. I know the Cleveland sports beats him up because of the whole Chloe thing and they whatever. The kid. He better be the fact that everybody's respect for the way he's been playing. But yeah, he I mean, his on. his energy, man. Like yeah. anytime you see him, I know AP works at nightlife sometimes. His energy's always good. He always yeah. please, thank you, etc. Always yeah. been nice. And to the me. media always, I'm not media. The social media always just bashes him. Yeah. I can't wait to leave and da da. He got all that money, but it's like he's always been overly nice. He comes out of his way to, to hey Rick, I see him on the road. So for me, is I, I mean, I expect him to be that way. So. First of all, that contract isn't bad. Anybody who thinks it is, no. you check yourself. That's not a bad contract at all anymore. But let me tell you the one, and this is way off the map, Atabo Rubin. Remember Atabo Rubin used to be, it was the Browns defensive lineman, and he was a big, bad MFer. You see him on the field, he'd be sacking people. But then you see him at Barley, and he'd be outside, he'd have a mustard stand on his white T-shirt. <laughs> he'd be smoking a, Newport, smoking, yeah, smoking a Newport and just kit chilling with anybody who would be around. Literally, it was like a big teddy bear, and you would have thought he was one of the most badass people you ever met. That's hilarious. Like, and just yeah. not. Oh, like, no, not at all. One of the coolest we got Is he on social media? Oh, yeah, hell yeah. yeah well, Tube is on social just, media. Find, it, find his stuff, and we will have him call in. 100%. We got to tell some more. And I'm talking about the mustard story. He's a, <laughs> he's a barley <laughs> vet, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> we'll go ahead. Yeah, I know he will. Tell the mustard story. Anyway, so thank you so much, Will. Uh, you have hey, an open yo, invite to always come through. Thank you. I appreciate you uh, letting me tell the story. My mic is your mic. Hey, uh, AP, thank you for showing up. <laughs> 
Um, even though I feel like you know more about Corona than you knew before. Uh, <laughs> to fill you in, Will, we usually end with me saying uh, words of wisdom. Let's do it. Uh, these words of wisdom usually come. Um, I've heard on the streets that it helps a lot of people out. It, when I always listen back, it always like, you know what? That wasn't bad. See, I just made that up, but that's good. So you're the one. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, so today's words of wisdom is, um, okay. Uh, you think you're without, that's, I don't. Yeah, I had a whole week too. <laughs> well, we really know what sunny days were without rainy days. Hmm. Yes. No, I lived in San Diego. It, 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 it. Okay, Red X Podcast, episode 21. My name is Rick. Uh, Will, thanks for coming, AP. Appreciate it. Angel, Mike Clev, and Curtsy, and my sister, Dr. B. Thank you guys. Those are the most guests we've ever had. Uh, until next time, I will talk to you guys over. Ricky out. Peace.